This is the Hospitality Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hospitality is a people industry. You don't want to take away that human element. You hire the kind of employee that's going to act like an owner, that's going to have that initiative. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me is Daniel Johnson. He is the partner and co-founder at Venza. Daniel, thank you so much for being here today. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So today we're talking about privacy regulations, um, and they are a significant global trend that impacts businesses, specifically in the hospitality industry, is where we are going today, talking about hotels and that sort of thing. So, Daniel, hotels obviously want to be collecting data in this day and age. I think that's true across uh, plenty of different industries, but hotels, obviously, just like everybody else, wants to be collecting data. Is the primary issue just how they go about collecting that data and then how to protect it once they have it? Yeah, so... um Hotels are collecting and processing a lot of data uh, for their guests as well as for their employees. Don't forget that uh, the privacy regulations do apply uh, frequently, or especially with regards to the, the general data protection regulation, the GDPR, here in Europe. Um, that applies to employees as well. So any data subject. Um, but yeah, they they want to they want to process that data. You and I, as guests of hotels, want them to process our data because it's necessary for us to have uh, um, for us to book a room to uh, to to pay for that room to pay for any incidentals we may have during our stay um, we we would like for that uh, the processing of our data to be done securely and um, we would like for that processing to be done and nice and I'm assuming that you know I'm speaking about all of us uh, collectively We'd like for that processing to be done lawfully, and um, to be to to for those hotel groups and their partners uh, to be processing it in a way that is is based on the scope that that that's been understood. So fulfilling against a contract, or if you want to be a part of a uh, uh, some kind of loyalty program, you're you're they're processing that data in a way that uh, that is aligned to what you're expecting. What you don't want uh, is for them to sell your information to, to you know, to some other group, and or use your information uh, for for marketing purposes, so you can be bombarded, or to have your information handed off to some other group that they can then hit you up for for goods and services that you have no idea why they're why they're marketing to you. Um, for that, you know, for that purpose, for sure. But um, and then there's even more nefarious things that people can be doing with uh, that that organizations can do with your data. So yeah, we want them to process our data. People generally want to have a relationship with with those uh, those institutions, those organizations that they're staying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I should mention, Venza's mission is to provide expert practical guidance to the hospitality industry as they attempt to maintain data protection regulation compliance. And so um, that that's kind of the world that you're existing in these days. So what are some of the challenges that hotels are currently facing when it comes to data protection, specifically in that nefarious uh, realm, like what you just mentioned? So um, the hospitality um, technology landscape is is a, a lot more complicated 
than perhaps a lot of people that aren't in the hospitality industry might recognize. Um, there is there is a there are there are a lot of touch points. There's a lot of if you look at the tech stack for your typical hotel, um, it can look a lot more like a, a bowl of spaghetti than um, than a straight line. You've got multiple systems. Your typical front desk staff, uh, uh, front 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 desk agent is is uh, um, is accessing a half uh, half a dozen to a dozen different software systems. Um, revenue management systems, uh, property management systems, point of sale systems. Um, there's there's uh, room and inventory optimization systems, uh, certainly email systems. There's all sorts of ways in which uh, hotel staff and hotels are there in order to run those hotels. And then you there's so many different ways that you and I can book a room, you know, so you've got online travel agencies, OTAs. So that data is coming and going in many different ways. And um, unlike so many other industries um, where you may have, you know, in a B2C kind of scenario, you can have, you've got, you've got systems that are wide open uh, uh, 24 seven wide open. I don't mean necessarily security wise, but, um, they are running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, where else does that happen? Uh, you know, uh, not not certainly not in the banking industry. Um, and so you've got uh, and you, you've got the hotels, uh, hotel groups typically can be very ge geographically uh, um, uh, spread out. So you've got a, you know, maybe here in the Netherlands, you've got the the the, the corporate office. Uh, in say in say Amsterdam, but then they've got pro you know you got properties in you know Provence and then in in Italy as well as Sao Paulo, Brazil, etc. And so you've got you've got a tech stack you've got that's that's complicated. You've got staff that a lot of staff that are accessing a lot of different systems, and um, you've got guests coming and going all days you know hours of the day, um, and uh, their booking information coming coming as well from all different sorts of uh, sources. So a complicated uh, a complicated uh, uh, system to be sure. And so the challenges they have is keeping that security, but having that flexibility so that they can they can accommodate people um, and all of the, their all of their their wishes from from Wi-Fi to uh, to 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 great uh, entertainment content and excursions and and spa treatments and uh, um, and the bar that has you know that's got the the the, the mixologist there serving up uh, great cocktails a number of different moving parts and uh, and to accommodate people um, and uh, so that that makes for you know it makes for a complicated system. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's absolutely true. Now we've seen some uh, maybe high-profile data breaches recently um, over the last year, several years. Uh, in those cases, are we seeing um, just hotels maybe uh, having a blind spot in terms of how big and how much security they need when it comes to their data and privacy information, or was this just maybe um, a lack of understanding of how important data protection really was up until that point, and then they saw you know kind of the damage that came from it and thought, oh wow, there's more here that needs to be you know considered than maybe we originally thought. Yeah. I think that you know there's there's there are certainly 
those in our industry that that uh, um, they kind of struggled against um, against a, a a paradigm. Uh, the paradigm being we're in the hospitality industry. We're we're essentially innkeepers. We're modern day innkeepers. It's heads and beds, um, uh, and our assets are are you know the rooms, the the locations, uh, the the buildings. Um, these this is uh, this is what we are as a hospitality industry. Is you know these these assets, um, these physical assets, and the there's been a reluctance by many uh, to recognize that digital assets are are really the value that hospitality has. It's the relationship with these data subjects, these these uh, um, these uh, these persons, and the information that they have about these that these individuals has been um, has been they've been reluctant to recognize that there is that's that's where the value lies, and so um, so investment in data security you certainly there's been a lot of you know cios cso's of the big hotel groups it managers and the smaller ones uh who who say we've got to protect ourselves um but um but there's i think some has there's been reluctance by leadership to invest uh invest funds into security and that has left uh that has left the industry vulnerable to to data breaches so many hotels a lot of smaller properties just say well it's you know we're a small player we're a small organization they're you know um but the it's been it's become ubiquitous uh, you know data breaches um are are uh, are are, glo are a global challenge for businesses i mean there's some cr there's some incredible numbers out there it's some 20 25% or uh, I think it is 25% of businesses around the world are each year are victimized by by a ransomware attack. And you know when you when you talk about a ransomware attack, the typical on average, it's uh, it's well over 20 days that it can compromise a system. Well, that's you can't have a hotel can't have its property management system go down for for uh, for three weeks. That's that's a uh, um, that that can put them out of business, but the idea has been, well, we're a small organization. Who's gonna who's gonna target us? Well, lots of the hotel, many hotel groups are are learning uh, learning that lesson the the hard way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So l let's talk a little bit more about privacy regulations. The the GDPR or uh, General Data Protection uh, Regulation was implemented across the EU a little while back. How did that really change the way that hotels in the EU uh, had to operate and, and do operate right now? Yeah, so um, there was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of kind of uh, Y two K style hype around uh, the the May uh, enforcement date of two thousand eighteen when GDPR came into enforcement, um, and many were thinking we need to get compliant by that date, and uh, it was a that 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 notion was really kind of a profound profound lack of understanding of what um, what a privacy regulation is is all about and the gdpr is not the first one uh you know for many that they look to the uh, pipita um regulation of canada and i think it was 2004 
And but there's, I think there are some fifty different uh, privacy regulations, uh, national privacy regulations that are that are out there. As a matter of fact, the GDPR was was uh, was was just an extension of uh, a private uh, privacy directive um, that had been established uh, across the EU, and it was it was essentially an attempt to to create uniformity so that it's the same regulation um, for every European country, and so it it wasn't necessarily any that. Shame on them! Them if they were like, "Oh, we should do this," because any hotel in in Europe had already was supposed to be um, was supposed to be uh, compliant to some kind of privacy law based on their national uh, privacy law. Any each of the member states. Some interesting twists, some interesting additions to the GDPR um, that uh, that included. Uh, I guess most notably the the, the stiff uh, um, fines that were associated for organizations that did not comply. So there's there it adds adds some teeth to it, yeah. So that was one thing, and uh, um, an, an expansion of what uh, what personal data includes is included in GDPR because uh, the the you know the directive that was established since the 90s. I mean, there's a whole, we have a whole lot, our digital landscape is a whole lot more sophisticated in 2018, well, now in 2019, but when the regulation came out than it was back in, uh, back in the day. So, so it needed to be updated. And then the third component was the, the concept of extraterritoriality. So that's why it, that it, it kind of created uh, a real shockwaves, uh, across the globe for hospitality because it meant any data that was being processed from the EU out of the EU um, would fall into the jurisdiction of the GDPR. So practical examples, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a US citizen, but I live in Europe. So if I book a, a hotel room in uh, in Atlanta to go visit my friends in Atlanta, but I book it from my from my home here in The Hague. Um, that that is a transaction that that originated from the EU. So it's uh, it's a, I'm a data subject. I'm an EU based data subject. So that transaction now is that record is now part with within the scope of the GDPR. And so. We we have such a global society. People are coming coming and going. Just as before before we before we started our uh, early on when we started our conversation, you were talking about your recent visit uh, to the Netherlands, right? So right, right. So there you go. You're you know <laughs> you're 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 part of that ex, you know that exchange of people back and forth. Um, sure. So this is this is this uh, um, was uh, was part of the you know the big reason it caught caught the attention of the hospitality industry because we are such a global industry. We've got people, um, you know, data subjects, people coming and going from, from, from one place to another. So you couldn't necessarily say, well, what, you know, identifier of what, you know, who is that, what is that record belonging to or what kind of data subject or are they, are they a Finnish national? Um, so then that goes into one kind of category and, uh, 
you know, or not. I mean, so all of the marketing aspects and, you know, and, you know, it creates a, uh, uh, it created a lot of confusion. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can believe that. But, but now you are uh, part of a work group, um, right? This kind of working to find uh, solutions that can be implemented uh, maybe across the entirety of the industry as it relates to GDPR. Explain a little bit more about what you're doing and some of the, um, some of the effects of that, and, you know, what you guys have been able to produce out of this, uh, out of this work group. Yeah, so um, it, the work group is uh, within this un umbrella organization, a professional organization, um, Hotel Technology Next Generation, or uh, kind of more commonly known as HTNG. So it's a it's a hospitality um, uh, based organization focused on hospitality. So people that are uh, wonky hospitality technologists that uh, um, <laughs> that want to see the betterment of uh, uh, of the industry it's you know the, the goal is standard is helping organ helping the industry identify standards so you know greater optimization and and whatnot and these work groups um, uh, focus on a, some kind of deliverable some kind of standard some something that that can be of value to the rest of the industry and it the work groups consist of uh, the people that have a have an interest in a particular area. So I um, I've had the honor of being the co-chair of the GDPR work group for GDPR for hospitality work group within HTNG. Um, we had our first iteration of the work group in 2018. Then we the second iteration of the work group and and. In 2019, we've just wrapped that up, um, and now we're looking at a third iteration and and rebranding it from GDPR in hospitality to global privacy regulations because because uh, we feel that we've kind of really uh, um, focused in and provided uh, great resources for um, for the industry with regards to specifically GDPR. Now we need to kind of look at other global privacy regulations, but our our primary um, uh, deliverable as a work group is a uh, a white paper, and it's a it's an extensive white paper. It's uh, it's you know north of seventy five pages uh, worth of uh, of of resources for hoteliers explaining the industry the 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 um, the regulation and what it means to the industry, and it provides um, uh, a, a range of different uh, resources, not least of which are uh, FAQs for staff or for um, for for leadership, um, uh, templates uh, for agreements, and um, and my my personal favorite is a uh, um, a prioritized approach. A framework, if you will, a 12-step framework, like any 12-step program, but a 12-step <laughs> framework. Like these are your, these should be your priorities for any hotel group looking to be compliant to to, to privacy regulations. So, um, so it's a kind of a breakdown of of the areas that that uh, any hotel groups need to. Uh, you need to look at if you want if you want to attack this you you've assembled your your task force within your hotel group um, make sure you address uh, these 
these items. So it's um, you know it's a it's a framework. It's a skeleton, and then you then you can complete it as as what's appropriate for your group for your company. Yeah, yeah, that th- that makes sense. So uh, I guess this is kind of what you were you were getting at a little bit earlier, and um, it's uh, <laughs> it remains fairly confusing to me. So uh, one of the things that I, I think uh, maybe complicates everything is that um, the the GDPR has kind of standardized things across the EU, and I, I guess if you are traveling to the un- the United States, then uh, a hotel would have to be GDPR compliant uh, if you're booking there in Amsterdam. But it seems like lots of uh, maybe other countries have different privacy laws and so there's there's complication there like i think even the state of california has the california consumer privacy act and i don't know how that might differ from the gdpr but i would assume that some of the challenge for hotels is navigating what is required in each individual area country state whatever it might be so the the reason our our work group really wanted to attack the H, uh, the GDPR is because um, it's it's kind of it's widely seen as the the most comprehensive um, of the privacy laws that are out there. Um, uh, other areas are kind of borrowing uh, much of the GDPR and putting their own. Uh, slight twist on it, but uh, it's essentially a, a, a variation of the GDPR. Uh, a good example is the uh, um, is the the Brazilian um, uh, data protection law that uh, that is, um, I believe, will be enforced as of first or second week of January two thousand twenty. So you 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 know they're. I don't want to call them copycat, but it's you know they're they're basically taking the the, the GDPR as a um, as something of a template, and um, the other aspect of the GDPR that uh, that I think is, is is makes it an attractive candidate as um, the standard to follow for for hotel groups is that it is um, it's very much a principled-based law that that looks at uh, first and foremost um, the the personal data of of the individual, and so um, that is the that is the the the, the prism through which. Um, the law is demanding organizations to look. So they, you know, they talk about privacy by design. So when you're looking at processing data, are you taking into consideration the privacy of the individual? And so at every step along the way, organizations need to really be asking themselves that. So I'd mentioned the, the, the very, you know, I mentioned this 12 step prioritized approach that, that we created as a, as a work group. So the very first step is is a registry of your data, of what of your data processing activities. And so find out where you, find out what data you're processing from from what source, and and then 
so that's a, a big step. So then the organization needs to say, wow, we're taking in data from this area, taking in data. What kind of data? What do we have? Oh, all that guest information, oh, financial information, credit card information. Oh, we've got. Oh, so then at that that process that we're doing when you know when we're doing a process like checking someone in, what's included? What kind of data is is processed during that during that that procedure? Yeah. Oh. There's a passport, and we get passport information, and we're gathering information about their family, and oh, it's it's a resort, and so we're getting information about their children. Well, do we need to have? So then, the the next the next question is: We're gathering all this information from our guests, and we're finding out that it's 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 mommy and daddy, and it's and it's the the you know the their three children. Do we need to know that? Do we need to know the children's names? Do we need to know their chil the children's ages? Because that's really sensitive information, right? You know, children's information. Do we need to know every single dietary uh, uh, need and all of the guest experience enhancements that, that we're learning about our guests? Because they want to know about their guests because they want to be their guests to feel at home and that their guests know a lot about them. But then again, do you need to know everything about those guests? Because the more you have on those guests, the more responsibility you have. So that is, you know, so that's that's when we talk about privacy by design. That first step, find out what you know about the people, and then take a very hard look at do I really, do I, do we as an organization really need to know that about our guests? Are we really providing them value? Does it provide our organization value? And it may. It's a, but it's it is a question that 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 is frequently neglected to say. Hmm, do we really need to know everything? Do we need to know Susie and and Sally's ages, their birth dates, and and that can get kind of creepy. And if it gets out there, if there's a data breach, then it's then it's really concerning and. And uh, Cisco, Cisco Systems did a did a uh, 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 did research um, on data uh, privacy uh, compliance um, and re released their benchmark report in January of this year. And one of the things they found out is organizations that did the hard work of doing this registry, doing the understanding their data processing activities, were um, had a 15% reduction in their risk of data breaches. Because when you look at that and you find out what kind of data are we processing, um, you're going to find out, uh, you're going to, you're going to uncover, you're going to, you know, open up the, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, under the hood and find out, wow, why, why are we doing that? Why do we have that information? Let's stop that processing activity. Let's, let's encrypt that, that, uh, that data or, or um, anonymize that data so that it's devalued. And then if there is a data breach, it doesn't hurt us. It doesn't hurt us uh, with regards to fines from the PC, you know, from, from our, our, our banks and PCI uh, related PCI DSS for payment card, or, um, you know, if, you know, whatever kind of certainly reputational damage, people don't want to hear about organizations that had their, and their data stolen, and they have to go and you know change, change this uh, their passwords, and and uh, or become subject of you know identity theft, heaven forbid. So, so those organizations, it's it's 
it's kind of a long-winded uh, response to your 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 question, but it is it is a paradigm, you know, it's a new way of looking at it, and so we we focus on they focus on the GDPR because it really is people centric, and the right the right mentality for for the hotel group should for hotel groups has to be their guests, and so because it's people centric, that means it's guest centric. And that's right for hospitality. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense what you're saying. And you, you know, I, I read a study recently that said that uh, 59% of people believe their personal information is vulnerable to a security breach. And this is across all companies, not just hotels, not just hospitality. But and then 54% of people don't believe that companies have their best interests in mind. So how can hotels? And I, I think this, you know, maybe refer back to what you just said. But how can hotels really begin to rebuild and, and gain that trust of consumers who clearly are a little distrust, uh, mistrusting? right now uh, of companies and what they're doing with data yeah, people want to have relationships with organizations they don't they, you know they don't want to hide away in a, in a you know and you know in as uh, uh, become hermits so they do want more and more they want to work with they want to interact with organizations that they that they can trust and interestingly enough uh, hotel groups, they have a unique opportunity to really enhance that that relationship with people and be um, and, and and not necessarily they're, they're always looking for ways to to, uh, to differentiate themselves with uh, other from other uh, uh, lodging uh, uh, choices that are out there um, and so if they can have a if they can have a relationship the, the smart I think the smart, forward-thinking hotel groups are are engaging in in um, engaging with potential guests as and current guests um, and previous guests in in a way that shows, hey, we're really looking out for for protecting your data, not in a way to scare them away from their from their competitors, but to 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 reassure them that they are um, that do, they're doing right by them, and and. Some are doing a good job of uh, of capitalizing on the shortcomings of some of the industry disruptors out there. Give you an anecdotal example: There's a family, um, a family in, uh, uh, I believe they were New Zealanders or Australians that were visiting Scotland. They had uh, they had booked with Airbnb to have that kind of local experience, right? Like so many people do. And they were, uh, and so they were staying at the um, the, the Airbnb. Uh, you know, mother, father, uh, and a couple, three children. The father worked in IT, and they were, you know, they were looking for for the Wi-Fi, and um, there was there was uh, something that had been seg segmented off from their from the Wi-Fi, and the father started digging around and 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 realized that there was a live feed um surveillance video that was that was that was being fed live while they were there and so they immediately reached out to Airbnb in a ham-fisted fashion Airbnb didn't really know what is you know well we we'll uh We'll credit you back for the night you stayed and find you another place. I mean, they didn't know how to handle this kind of thing. Well, this is obviously a privacy violation, 
right? This is incredible. This this is not only somebody recording, but you know, in a in a closed caption, you know, or uh, a closed circuit rather, uh, video. Uh, but this is live on the internet of the family and on vacation. So w what did the family do immediately? They didn't stay at another Airbnb. They went and stayed at a hotel. Because what does the hotel have that, that some of the shared economy, you know, um, an example like Airbnb, a shared economy uh, business have, you know, that what, the, what Airbnb doesn't have? Well, they've got standards. They've got, they, they, they've, they have, uh, um, have a, a legacy of having to follow you know regulations they they understand those regulations and there's a there's a hierarchy there's an organization that you can go to and uh, uh and you're interacting with a you know a, a, a an entity a known entity um so you take you know whether it be physical security by comparison the you know a hotel feels like it's a, a it's a more stable environment um you know, similar to like an Uber, you know, you're getting into somebody else's car, you know, is it, is it, uh, is it the right decision or not versus, you know, a tax, you know, a, a taxi or, you know, or some kind of car service. Um, and so there, it's a moment in time um, that, that people are looking at, uh, at who's, who's got my safety and security, including my data security who's who could be a, a better steward and um the smart progressive hotels are saying we can we will we are committed to it and 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 making that uh, a core part of their organizational uh, um, mission well you're navigating a a complex and tricky field but uh, but really keeping us uh, up to date on all of the uh, all of the things going on so daniel johnson thank you so much for uh, joining us today and uh Really explaining this this kind of uh, crazy, complicated world in a way that uh, I could understand for the most part. So that's 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 quite a feat of accomplishment there. So Daniel, thank you again so much for joining us today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much.